are we starting already? <laughs> I was just practicing my Lamas breathing or something. Practicing your Lamas breathing, getting ready to get that baby out. Oh my God, I can't wait for you to not be pregnant anymore. <laughs> so we can have our chocolate martinis and um, really have some fun on this podcast. How are you doing tonight, my angel? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Everything Cracks podcast. This is Gina Glazimitsky. And Kate Bedelak. Um, yeah. So we decided to come back after our debut, which I think went really well. I got a ton of, like, really good feedback. Can I get um, some feedback? Feedback. Um, I, I think, in general, it was, like, well-received, and people, like don't hate us which i think is a win but if you played the ultimate drinking game of how many times i said like or fucking as throughout that episode my thoughts and prayers are with your family because you are now dead like i said like a thousand times it was horrible i have to eliminate that word from my vocabulary it's just part of our it's just part of the generation i say it all the time as well I feel like I say it so much more when I'm nervous, and I was so nervous. I was also half in the bag, so I wasn't fully paying attention to what I was saying. (laughs) But still, I said it upwards of a thousand times, and that might not be complete hyperbole. It was horrific. I said it so many fucking times. It wasn't that bad. I thought it was horrible. Every time, like, I I listened to the episode, like, I I mean, I'm going to say it, like, probably six times. And every single time, I got worse and worse and worse. I just kept paying attention to how many times I said like or how many times I repeated myself. I'm just like, oh, my God. Well, I was just practicing my breathing because that's all I could hear. <laughs> it was just like my heavy mouth breathing. You know what, Kate? I happen to be a big fan of your heavy mouth breathing. <sighs> yeah. Know. You know what? I was, do- I was like holding my breath a lot during that episode. I, I was just nervous. I was just so nervous. I think- you have to relax your face. Then it relaxes the rest of your body. Oh. We're doing weird face things right now. Um, okay. So that was fun. And we decided to do it again. Yeah. And to my knowledge, I don't, th- I, I don't think I've personally lost any friends. Has anyone told you to go fuck yourself? Not yet. Set you packing after <laughs> I felt like some people who were mentioned cringed a little bit. Yeah. And then there's like this fear that I'm going to bring them up in the next podcast. Yeah, it's like this thing we can lord over people. Yeah. It's like you be you behave because if not, you're going to get your ass dragged. Yeah. And this time I ten people and this time I might actually say your name. Yep. We're dropping names, folks. We're <laughs> dropping names. We're going to be those girls. So who like had something to say about like the things about like about like the things about like all the things about the things that you were saying last week? Well, my dad, I, you know, here's the thing is that with my dad, I did mention like a really nice thing. I said my life advice yes. question was from him, mm-hmm. you know, about the always respecting the janitor as much as you respect the CEO. Like that's from my dad. So I felt yeah. like I gave him kudos and credit where credit was due for yeah. sure. And then so he claimed that maybe he didn't call me a drunken slut. He, they, both my parents did say. <laughs> you went to correct the record. Yeah. I did not call my daughter a drunken slut. They did say that they were like very angry with me in that moment, which is understandable. Sure. I mean, I would have left my child's <laughs> drunk you know ass what? at You're home right. too. I am leaving your ass yeah. at home. See ya. Bye, Kevin McAllister. Yeah. Enjoy your vacation. Yeah. Um, he said maybe he might have used the term hose bag. I said, I don't know. We'll, we'll leave it up. We can leave it it's for like the, the people. Dad insult ever. Get up, you, you drunken, drunken hose bag. bag. Yeah. Yeah. What? So we can, like, leave it up for the people. Like, which insult. Yeah. We'll put a poll on Instagram. <laughs> a for hose bag, B for drunken slut. Oh, my God. And in case you missed so it, funny. the airport pitcher of me was posted to our story for all of those who chose to follow and view the image. I even threw a little Thanksgiving border around. It was beautiful. I did like the leaf, yeah. the leaf detail. It was a nice touch. Yeah. It was very seasonal. I was trying to find a cornucopia, but... A cornucopia. Feels like that's very Thanksgiving-esque. It was also very fitting for the picture, which yeah. is a cornucopia of feelings and yeah. emotions. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
So other than uh, your dad correcting you, uh, saying that you he didn't call you a drunken slut, he called you a drunken hoe bag. Hose bag. Hose bag. Plural. How was your week? It was good. Good week. Um, you know, I guess last time it was Aiden's birthday. Tomorrow's my birthday. Yeah, um, my son, our son has like totally embraced, you know, birthday month. Um, so he's not ready to give it up yet. No, no. He was fully willing to sing to me tonight. We started, we started the celebrations a day early cause I really just wanted the dessert. Yeah. Um, so we did a lot of, we did some singing and that was good, but, um, he keeps wondering like, when are we going to continue to celebrate his birthday weekend? Oh, uh, yeah. But otherwise, yeah. Leo season, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's that He's a Leo. character yeah. energy. <laughs> yeah. So is me. Yeah. So, so is me. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. And so is my daughter. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I get that. I love that for him. Yeah, kings of the jungle. I we love, rule the world. I love it. In a sparkly bikini. Yeah, bitch runs the world. Bitch this bitch runs, runs the world. This bitch runs the world. Um, otherwise, yeah. Um... Just the same old, same old shit. Oh, work. Well, in the Bedalack house. What's work. going on at work? Oof. I don't think I can even talk about it. Yeah. Nothing good. Nothing good. How do you deal? I did, like, I, I am so curious about how, because you're, like, the, like, so warm and so nurturing and, like, so warm and so nurturing. <laughs> <laughs> and so It was the third caring. act. Caring. <laughs> And but nice is nice wasn't in there remember we talked about this no, no i know you're not nice you're caring yeah, you're yeah. A deeply caring person how do you not take the horror that is a neonatal intensive care unit and like and, and internalize that and bring I, it home with you i think i think sometimes i do and um but other times uh recently especially in this past week some like really weird things have been happening to me. So like ghosts? Well, no. No, no, no. No, like I'm saying like a lot. No, in the moment, if like something terrible is happening, if my coworkers are listening who were present for this moment, I was shared terrible news. And my response to that terrible news gave you terrible news. About like at something at work. Like something bad happened. And in that moment I could feel laughter. No. Which is totally inappropriate. And I felt it like deep from with deep within my soul. And I said, I'm really sorry, but I feel like I'm going to start laughing. And so then I started I broke out and hysteric hysterically started laughing. Oh my god. Preceded by then I said, in between the laughter, I'm actually not sure what's happening. And simultaneously started hysterically crying. What the fuck? But like laughter and crying simultaneously. Legit like a serial killer. Like a goddamn psychopath. And it's not the first time it's happened. So these people were like very well prepared for this like emotional this journey. This Tuesday for you. Yeah. Yep. It was weird. Yep. And then, uh, you know, the other day at work, I was in between. I was talking to a family. And... Mid sentence, I just blacked out. Like what I just you blacked out. I w- it was like in I was like in front of several other of my of the medical team staff, and I just stopped talking. In my head, I was like, "This isn't coming out the way I want it to come out." Oh my and God. so instead of like trying to fumble over my words, and you do this with your husband too. Yeah, and you I did it like to you the other things. day. Yeah. I said it to you the other day, where I just like blacked out, and so I was like, thought I was. still talking talking, I think and I just stopped and there were no words coming out of my mouth and I looked around and all the people were just staring at you deadpan staring at you like wondering like do we pick up where she left off did she stroke out yeah and then I said super sorry I'm gonna have to start over (laughs) like what what? like Like, it's not normal. Yeah. So I think... Uh, no, definitely not normal. That is not the word I would use to describe that situation. If I was, like, a physician or, like, a nurse or, like, a fellow nurse practitioner talking to you, and you're just, like, going through, like, like 
giving report on a patient and you just like fully then like in the middle of your sentence go dead silent just start deadpan staring at me <laughs> yeah i would immediately think you were like having a grand mal seizure yeah and right call a code and be like w- w- we need to get this bitch some kind of help and you sorry about that <laughs> i'm gonna have to start up to a different place yeah my apologies <laughs> let's uh let's get back into yeah this. 30 second vacation <laughs> I have uh, eight weeks of PTO. I prefer to take that in 30-second increments. Yeah, it's essentially what I did. It was super bizarre. And after the fact, I, like, rolled through it. I carried on. And then the family walked away, and I looked to my colleagues. You were talking to a patient's family? That's when I blacked out. Yeah, when I stopped talking, mid-sentence. And so then I looked at my, my colleagues, and they, they said like, to me, We can't let her talk Kate, to people anymore. Kate, Kate. <laughs> What the fuck was that? I was like, I'm not actually sure. I'm not 100% certain. But it's really hot in here. I think that's what I said. I was like, it's really hot. It must be the baby's fault. <laughs> they were just like, it must be the baby's fault. let's carry on. Let's see if she can keep hanging on. Oh. Anyways, long tangent, but yeah. So sometimes I take it home. You know, sometimes you, whatever, it like comes out and like lashing out in anger. Sometimes you just black out entirely and yeah. just forget everything yeah even happened it's weird though like when I'm when I'm pregnant and I'm at work you would think like it sometimes would be more difficult Mm -hmm. but it's almost like I become numb in those moments in like a weird like your brain like your like my brain and heart are like separated yeah yeah interesting yeah it's obviously this third pregnancy it's like the third time it's happened I mean sometimes it like do you find this like blackout 30 second vacation this is something new with this pregnancy home this, this is something is something new. new. Yeah. Hopefully there's not actually something wrong with my brain. Let's hope not. Yeah. Let's hope not. Okay. Okay, <laughs> little baby in there. Give your mom back the part of her brain that she needs to function yeah. at work. Oh, man. Yeah. What about you? How was your week? My How's week life? was good. Uh, we have acquired a frog yes. in my home. Yes. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you're aware of this frog. It is a fucking joke. With fl- The frog is great. I try... So... Let's do a little little story time. So last weekend, was it last weekend? Weekend before, whatever it was. Like I said, me and my middle daughter are three days apart, so we celebrate our birthday on the same day. We do like a joint party with our families. It's wonderful. During one of those parties, on our back deck, we have like our outdoor furniture. The cover that goes over the furniture had a little pool of water on it, and there was a frog in there. And I'm like, oh my God, so cute. So naturally, I'm like, oh my God, go get your little, you know, terrarium thing. She's got like this like little box with like a little lid on the top. And it's for like little animals or whatever. Fucking Plastic car. ones. Plastic ones. No, 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 no. It's for like a real oh. animal, but it's not like suitable for a pet long term. It's something you go out and you collect bugs as a kid and you just put them in there and you collect them and then like you set them all free. Mm. So like, oh, go get it. We'll get the frog and he'll be our pet. I was planning on keeping this thing for maximum 48 hours. I tried to get rid of it. I tried to let him go. Uh, there was heavy protests in my house, like very serious protests in my house against letting this frog go. So now I ordered all of its shit. It's got its own little box terrarium thing. It's bioactive because I did the research because I'm a deep Googler. I did the research. It's got a pothos plant in there. It's got what's called frog moss. It's got... Um, like isopods to take care of the mold as things decay. It's like climate controlled. The humidity is perfect. It's got branches and shit. This thing is living the fucking life. Clear box, nice and warm, no predators. And now I'm buying live insects to feed this fucking thing. Do the kids feed it? No. No. I am the bitch of the family. You know when you were in college and that dude who would like do anything for you? Get up in the middle of the night, get you water, get you food. Oh, can you go to McDonald's for me, please? I'm so hungover. Like, that guy, I'm that person for my family. <laughs> Honey, this frog needs live insects. You need to go pay money for them at Petco. Get your ass in the car and go do that. So that's what I'm doing now. So I have a bag. We're sitting at my kitchen table. I have a bag. See that bag right there? Yeah, I don't want to. It's got 50 live crickets in it. And that's why I feed my frog. Because it is my frog. Because <laughs> no one else fucking takes care of the thing. And my kids, who are also sickos, get like 
the sickest pleasure from watching this thing just eat crickets. Like, it snaps at it. It's actually really kind of cool. Like, if you're into nature, it's a very, like, full circle moment watching the food chain in action. Mm. But they sit there and, like, give him another one, give him another one, give him another one. And this thing is just, like, demolishing crickets, just, like, nipping at them. And then, like, you're only supposed to feed it once a week or twice a week. Oh. So by the time you feed it again, like, in captivity, obviously, like, in nature... Where, which is his real home. That's not how it happens. You eat like yeah. one or two and it's kind of like a steady a steady drip. But in captivity, because people aren't going to put the time or the effort in, they're like, no, feed him once a week, feed him a bunch, and like he's good. So this thing is starving by the time you feed it. And it is just catching him out of thin air pretty much. It's like hopping around. It's like snapped at it right out of thin air, plucked it right out of the sky. It sounds so like super like interesting, no. but like something I'd rather enjoy from like At the comforts. Yeah, not even. Nope. Someone Just like on, on the TV. On the TV. Oh, we also do that. Yeah. We're and then I'm good. Down a YouTube uh, Bosnian warhole. Yeah. <laughs> learning about tree frogs and reptiles in general. I will say, <clears throat> I like reptiles, I like snakes. I like geckos. I like lizards of all kinds. I like creepy crawly things. But, but in your home? No, yeah, in my home. But oh. this was like this. This is. I. I don't want a frog. The frog does nothing for me. Yeah. I could have so told I you that. To get rid of him, and I just I can't now. He's mine. His name is Leo. He lives. Oh. He lives above my sink. Leo, because yeah. it fits I didn't, Leo's. I didn't name oh. him. That's the funniest. Because it's Leo season. You. Oh. <laughs> I didn't name him. Oh, who did? My, McKenna did. Oh, okay. She's like, his name is Leo. I'm like, really? Okay. I was going to name him like like cheese or something. I don't know. Yes. Did, did I show you this excursion? Yes. This tree that's yes. now in my house. It's a nine foot fiddly fig. Still alive. I've heard nothing but like horror stories about these plants. You've really dived into nature in the past I week think, and a half. Is that what it is? Yeah, I've like embraced. you have a frog. You've got some lots of plants. Yeah. I didn't connect that. Mm-hmm. Really dove in. That like, is what I did, huh? Four limbs. It, does that mean? Four All four limbs. Head falls first. Falls deep in nature. Yeah. Falls deep. It's in my house. It's 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 my life now. Mm-hmm. Just call me, call me Steve Irwin. <laughs> call me Gina Irwin. I want to be an Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like I was obsessed with that show first of all I was obsessed with Steve Irwin and I wanted to be Bindi Sue oh my fucking god I so I studied abroad in Australia you did yeah I didn't know that yeah great time great time Australia was a great time um and when I went there I was so adamant that we had to go to the Steve Irwin Zoo which we did yeah and Bindi was like they do shows daily and so yeah. they, they like you know actively work in the zoo and whatever and I was like obsessed with seeing her and so I bought a Bindi Irwin shirt <laughs> it's a pink like child size shirt what I obviously don't own it anymore but I have a picture of me from Australia wearing my Bindi shirt and I would like wear that shit around like I would go to class wearing my Bindi Irwin shirt I mean it was like meant for like a seven-year-old obviously but yeah obsessed love them as well he died tragically though tragic yeah Yeah. but we we've got on the things that you love that take you out that fucking stingray stingray deserves jail time (laughs) if not the death penalty he took out a legend like my god what a terrible way to go after everything he did like Mm. look at this beauty Look at him diving down here. Look at his wingspan. Oh, shit. That's the stinger. Fuck, fuck. And then he died. Yeah. Like, how horrible. Because you know that's exactly what he was saying. Like, yeah. He was, like, mid-episode, mid-recording. And then he's like, fuck, that's the stinger. See? Horrible things. Laughter. We are the same. And that's why we get along. Sometimes if you don't laugh, you cry. Sometimes if you and don't sometimes laugh, you cry. And sometimes when you laugh, you also cry. It's, like, a weird thing. Oh, my God. 
Well, let's hope that that doesn't stick around after yeah. this baby. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because I'm going to say the, like, simultaneous laughter with the crying. I feel like even for you, that must be, like, unsettling. It's like, I don't know why I'm doing this. And it freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. It it ha- it first happened, actually, between after Ava was born, and I, and I wasn't pregnant. And I told Ryan some terrible news, and it happened. I started hysterically laughing, and he was like, something is fucking wrong with you. Like, oh you're God. sick. And then I stopped laughing and started hysterically crying, like shoulder heaving, sobbing. Oh, my God. And there was no, there was no like, of him consoling me because he, he so said, <laughs> you're, mentally, you're mentally ill. Like, something. <laughs> just, just There's lots of screws, screws loose. That shit ain't right. <laughs> you're mentally ill, and I don't feel safe coming near yeah. you to console you. Yeah. So, you're going to deal with this on your own. Yeah. Let me know when you're done. Yeah. So... No, so you know how I, I um, blacked out, blacking out, oh my God. having a moment. <laughs> thirty second vacation, folks. Yeah, thirty, 30 seconds. Three, no, two, one. She's back. No, she's. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I need a pause. I need a time out. Fucking time like, out. <laughs> no, no, I'm not back. I'm not back. Don't tell them that I'm not. I'm not here. Yeah. But then the other thing on a lighter note was Serena Williams. Serena, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not, I wasn't like really, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not into tennis. Like I'm trying to be, but I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Like I I will, I've tried to watch it. I can watch it. Yeah. And I like watch it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, wow, that was like a good save. (laughs) If that's the right term. I'm not sure. Good job. Good job getting the ball, Serena. Yeah. Good job with the racket. But like, you know, I think it's not even about her like retiring or she wants to say like moving on, moving towards other things. She doesn't want to like use the term retirement because she said she's never liked that term. Mm -hmm. But one, I think she's a goddess. Like I think she's gorgeous and she's done like so much for the sport and like women in general and standing up for like women in sports Mm -hmm. and so obviously I like go down my little rabbit hole I had no idea that she's been playing since she was 14 years old yeah three decades yeah it's insane she is like just an absolute force I don't know how else to describe her she's just like the ultimate competitor she is just such a professional like her training her dedication to the sport, her ability to just turn it on is insane. It's yeah. insane like to have that kind of mental control to have the success that she's had. Yeah. Is it's, it, it's it's I don't know a word for it. It's otherworldly. And then she, you know, she became a mom. Uh, like, you know, I think our daughter or daughter or son, I'm not sure who, which daughter, daughter is five ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like her coming back after that. And apparently she had a pulmonary embolism with that delivery. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. I remember. Yeah, I remember the complications. Like she had delivery. a C-section because of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, women can die from that. And, and then she like came. It's not like. She didn't retire back then. Right. She, like, recovered, took some time for herself, like, really threw herself into motherhood and parenthood and, like, yeah. leaned into the people she needed to and then came back I after all her, that. I remember her saying after her delivery that she was really, really frustrated with her doctors, her trainers. She's like, I'm an athlete. Like, this could have happened to me, like, while I was playing. Yeah. Why... Why was this not part of, like, a routine screen? Why was this not something that was paid attention to? They only caught it because I was delivering a child. This could have killed me had I not been pregnant and put in this situation where it was readily able to be discovered. And I remember that being a big point with her was that um, she felt it was a huge failure on the part of her physicians, her medical team, her trainers, that this wasn't so she's like I'm a professional athlete like if I am not if my doctors my trainers with all the money I have me, and like 
my entire team being obsessed with my physical well-being because that is my that is the way that I provide for all of these people this must be happening to so many other women yeah and the outcome is perhaps not as good as it was for her correct yeah and I remember that and being like wow she's totally right she only discovered she had a pulmonary embolism because she was delivering a baby and her yeah like blood pressure or whatever it was was like going insane yeah so scary but yeah, that's she's so a legend scary. she's a fucking legend just going out on a high note oh serena williams do you want to come on our podcast <laughs> <laughs> we love you so much we will uh we'd love to talk to you <laughs> no, serena williams yeah give her our phone number have you heard the name andrew tate Taint? How <laughs> taint? Like the skin in between your... Your, your fleshy fun bridge? <laughs> Cards Against Humanity? Is that what it's called? I mean, it's... I mean, you can call it that. Is that what you call it? The I mean, like, not, it's not like bridge? I'm, like, walking around my house and I'm like, who wants... <laughs> Take a gander at my fleshy, fleshy fun bridge. bridge. But oh I think it's like God. all the same thing. Like your taint, your grundle, your fleshy fun bridge. Yes. All, all one in the same. Yeah. This is not taint. Although it would be fitting for this fucker. His name is Andrew Tate. It's a terrible name. T-A-T-E. No, I don't know who he oh is. Oh my God. So he has been like making the rounds on uh, TikTok, which I am fully addicted to. Okay. I have discovered so many new things. I have... My horizons have been expanded. Oh, interesting. Somebody just sent me something about him. Okay. Like, on my way over to your home. So this guy, right? So just to give him a... Um, Andrew Tate is a former, like, professional kickboxer turned internet personality who is now sucking every sad, embarrassing ounce of life out of his 15 minutes of fame. Um, he's, like, working the podcast circuit. He's, like, all over people's shows. Like, just saying insanely horrendous shit. Right? Yeah. And his angle is mostly that men need to return to being alphas and high value and... Yeah, now I'm seeing it. And he's, like, saying <clears throat> that he needs to, like, imprint young girls. Oh, I'm going to get there. This comment was fucking wild. Um so yeah, like basically his whole like idea about women is that their value is derived by <laughs> derived by like solely based on the fact uh, like how well she obeys the man in her life and two the lack of penile interaction she's had prior to that relationship. So basically, he wants like a virgin? 100%. Wants a virgin. So this guy, Andrew Tate, lives in Romania, where I guess he has like a compound with his brother who is, who also obviously has erectile dysfunction. (laughs) Okay, so in April of this year, his compound was raided after authorities received a tip that an American citizen, a woman, was being held there against her will and forced into sex work. AKA, he was trafficking a human being in Romania, right? So after the raid, he posted like this picture of himself on t- on um, Instagram where basically he's like, he's sitting in a chair, like he pictured an interrogation room from a movie. He's sitting in the chair, the camera's across from him, and like the point of the photo is across from him. He has a cigar and sunglasses on. You can see like, two guys as if like they're the cops interrogating him. Take a picture. It's obviously a fake interrogation room. That's the fucking yeah. Dude. I just this just got sent to me. Yep. Um. And the caption on the photo was uh, "Officer, I think we can all agree that bitches love to lie." <laughs> this guy, you can't make this shit up. Um. So I guess sometime after that situation went down, what the? I guess he was on a podcast and he asked why he moved to Romania because I guess he. I think he was born in Chicago or something. He moved to the UK. I think his dad is from the UK. And I was like, what the, like, why would you go to Romania? Um, among other things, he goes, 
it's much easier to get off of rape charges in Eastern Europe. That's probably 40% of the reason I moved there. Then goes on to say, I like Eastern Europe as a whole because corruption is far more accessible. And that he hates the Western world in its entirety. I'm like, my dude. Romania is a part of not only the EU, but also of NATO. Like, makes it, by definition, the Western world. So you're a fucking moron. But he's also, like, made these comments, the one you just alluded to. So he said, like, women shouldn't be allowed to drive. They suck at driving. They're, like, um... Women, um, men's property, their husband's property, or so he. Yeah. So the way that the, one of the ways that this guy makes his money now apparently is that he manages girls who do like OnlyFans and who are cam girls and whatever, and he takes a cut. So he was on Dave Portnoy's podcast where he was asked, like, okay, so like, how do you feel about this, or how do you feel like if you were dating a girl, or how do you feel if a woman was dating a man and she was doing OnlyFans or whatever? And he goes, I think he should get a cut. And Dave was like, uh, well, why? And he goes, because those are, those are his parts. The parts that she's using to make money, for those who don't know, OnlyFans is basically this platform where women exchange sex for money or, like, sexual favors for money, like, on camera, obviously not with people because that's prostitution, but, like, basically it's, like, live porn. So he said that if... A guy is with a girl who does OnlyFans. He's entitled to her money because the parts that she of her body she's using to make that money belong to him, like what? physically belong to him. Do you know that this guy is insane? Do you know that he was on Big Brother? Yes, he was. He has like this whole. He's like the weirdest fucking dude on the. Planet. I used to love Big Brother. I did too. I love Big Brother. That I, Survivor, all of those shows. Big Brother was like. I remember when I was a kid. <laughs> It, like, signified summer because it, like, started, it like, after school got out. Always. and was, Yeah. During the summer, me and my grandmother would watch it together. And we would just, like, sit here and, like, have, like, these conversations about, like, the people in the house and, like, this one and that one. It was so much fun. But this is a weird fucking dude. Look, I think there's enough here to officially categorize this man as a predator. Yeah. Um, what and a weird... And I'm 100% sure... He does not have a functional penis and is terrified of vaginas. Do you think he has a penis? I'm not sure. Maybe he doesn't have one. I'm not sure. But, like, tell me you've never had consensual sex without telling me you've never had consensual sex. Uh, he's he's giving me the same energy as the word vasectomy. I don't, like, I don't know how else to say it. Like, this, man, this is a cry for help. So, because I'm such a good person and I can't live... Did you start a petition? In a world... Where I see such a broken little baby back bitch crying for help. I started to go fund me <laughs> for this man. Shut the fuck up. I'm dead serious. So if anybody wants to... A GoFundMe for what? Um, to help him deal. So what you need to do is you need to go on GoFundMe.com and search for help Andrew Tate overcome his fear of vaginas. I'm going to put the link in my Instagram. If anybody wants to do it, I'm going to read you the description for the, uh, for the, I almost said OnlyFans, for the GoFundMe to make sure that we're being 100% transparent, to make sure that we know we're trying to help this man and where the money is going to go. So it says, hi, our names are Gina and Kate of the Everything Cracks podcast. We are raising money on behalf of the small-handed bitch boy Andrew Tate. Since boyhood, Andrew has been deathly afraid of vaginas. And now, as an adult, that crippling fear has turned into irrational and embarrassing hate. This hate permeates his every thought. With the money, we hope to accomplish two things. First, we would like to have a small-handed man-sized replica of his mother's vagina and uterus made for him to seek shelter and refuge from any vaginas that he may find threatening or unsettling because everyone deserves a a safe space from their inner demons. Secondly, we would use any residual funds to get him some therapy, and if that does not work, a lobotomy. Thank you and God bless. So go hit that up, friends. (laughs) 
<laughs> raise some money. Oh my god. Story. And I have to say, the graphic is the best part. You know how I love my graphics, right? So with the Everything Cracks podcast, I was in Photoshop fighting for my fucking life making a graphic that podcasts our cover <laughs> art for our podcast. And this is what I came up with for Andrew Tate. Oh my word. This is amazing. So basically I found this background of a desert island and I found a picture of Andrew Tate and I found a picture of a woman in a vagina costume. And the woman in the vagina costume was saying, hey Andrew, can I give you a hug? This little like thought blurb above her head. And then Andrew goes, no, I'm so scared. And they're on the desert island together and he has to face his fears. <laughs> oh my God. So please help out our dear friend, Andrew motherfucking Tate. What a little fucking pussy. What a weird, oh, weird dude. I hate him. Anyway, that was my, that was my rabbit hole for the week. I'm like, this guy... Or so I thought. That was I thought that was my rabbit hole for the week. Then I found Alabama sorority rush week TikTok. Oh. Let me tell you. I now want to go as a 33-year-old woman to the University of Alabama, get myself a subpar education, but have an incredible college experience. To Bama? Bama, baby. Bama. Tuscaloosa. It's an SEC school. I guess Greek life is like the thing down there. Yeah. It's insane. Greek life and football. Greek life and, and fucking football. And band. Yes. Big brass band. Yeah. Love it. So I have gone down a rabbit hole of sorority TikTok. And it is equal parts incredible joy. And I'm like so happy for these girls who are finding sisterhood and the bonds of like, you know, and finding womanhood together. And also like... A deep, dark abyss, possibly the actual gates of hell. We thought it was Betty. It's not Betty. <laughs> it's fucking sorority row at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Y'all, I don't even know where to begin. This is like such, this is a rabbit hole. So there are like many. Tell me more. Tell me more. There are many like terms used. So basically, the University of Alabama, like I said, Greek life is super, super prevalent. Like 30% of the pop, like student population participates in either a sorority or a fraternity. And every incoming class, obviously, like once you're a senior, you leave the sorority. Right, right. For incoming freshmen, like backfill that. So there's a million sororities. They're, they go, they're all of these houses are on what's called sorority row. Yeah, yeah. So there's one street of them. A lot of schools have this. Old Miss. LSU, Auburn, Texas, like all, like a bunch of SEC schools have like a, and other schools as well. But yeah, yeah, right. Um, so basically, what happens is that it starts in August, and it's called Rush Week. Yeah, you never rushed. No, did you? Yeah. What? For free drinks. So did you actually join a sorority? No, or no, 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 no. We thought about it. Like, me and my girlfriends all did Rush Week as freshmen. You did? Yeah, we, like, went to the sororities. You, like, go to the the parties. What are, what are they called? Yes, they're called, like, parties. Or, no. like, they have, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mixers? That's what all of my, I think they're called something different at every school, but, yeah, that's what all of my deep research is. Yeah, yeah they're called parties, obviously. Yeah, no, so anyways, yeah, we did Rush Week because we were, like, I don't know, like, you wanted to make sure that it wasn't something you were missing out on. Right. I had always said, like, if I had gone to a different school than I did, I probably would have joined a sorority. Like, if I went to school in the South, like, hands down, no 100%. questions asked. I Now I want to go back and repeat my college experience so I can go to Alabama and become a sorority sister somewhere. So basically, yeah, you rush. It's called rushing. So basically, it's like sorority recruitment week. Yeah, right. You go through, you're called a potential new member. At least, again, all of these terms are, like, very specific to the South. Potential new members. So they're girls who are, like, not yet in sororities but are looking to join one. So you go through the week. It's, like, it's five days. So you start with your, like, tour of all the different houses. So you mm -hmm. go from house yep. to house to house. And there's thousands of girls who do this. Like, you should see the pictures. Is the TikTok Blood during the Rush? It's Rush Week? Yes. It's of Rush Week? Yes. 
So there's these girls, like hordes of them, and it's like legally, attack of the clones, like legally bond status. Yes, it's attack of the clones. They look exactly the same: blonde hair, Lululemon, up the waz, Kendra Scott making a killing. Everybody's jewelry is exactly the white same. sneakers, white sneakers, yeah. Air Force Ones, but all of them look exactly, exactly the same. So they go from house to house. That's day one. They hear like their spiel. They maybe mm-hmm. talk to some members, yep, whatever. Yep. So then the next day is called Sisterhood Day where you go to the house, right? You go to each house. Yep, yep, okay. And you talk to like the big sisters. Yep. And they give you, like they're trying to like fill you out. Like they're interrogating you. Like it's Guantanamo Bay up in this bitch. They're interrogating But this is the you. easy part. Yes. Oh, it gets... Oh, Every round, every day is like a round and it gets more and more selective and they have to start like inviting you back. So you go through sisterhood and then you go through philanthropy is the next day. So I guess every house like has a cause. Like some are breast cancer, some are feeding the homeless, some are, you know, this or that or whatever. So then they give you that spiel and there's like a party, there's a theme, there's a whole thing like every single day and then they have to invite you back. And then the next day is like your preference day. So what house do you want to go to that has invited you back? So every day, I guess, the houses vote on who they liked for the day. And then the girls rushing vote on the houses that they like. So every day you go to less and less houses. You okay, and it's like matching. It you have to like match. It's exactly. like a Tinder swiping right, left yeah, situation. Yeah, I guess so. Like that's kind of what it would be. And then... The piece de resistance, the last day, is called bid day. Oh, yes. Heard of this. Heard of this. Yes. So you, they hoard all of these girls into the stadium at the school, and everyone gets an envelope with the sorority that picked them, or like the two sororities that picked them, and everyone opens it together. Like, one, two, three, and they open it together, and everybody loses their fucking minds. There's screaming, there's crying, there's laughing. This seems like Kate's ideal place. They're always going bananas. So they're like opening these things like, I got it to say Like they're just like going bananas. So after that, you're like initiated into the sorority. But then after that, after that, isn't there like more intense initiation? Or so like I, in the South, are they nice? <laughs> no, after. So we have, we're just in rush week. This oh, okay. Okay. We're not even like. So I haven't even gotten to the point where they're like hazing these girls. I don't yeah. think. Wouldn't that have already happened? I don't Maybe? know if that happened. I think during rush week, like everyone's super kind and like welcoming. Come join our like nice, happy, go lucky house where we have like a private chef and you have your own bedroom and Dude, then shit gets real. These houses. Oh my God. Give you some perspective. Okay. Like, so one of these houses back in 2015. This, whatever, oh, Gamma Phi. Oh, That yeah. was the name of the house. Heard of them. Built their sorority. The Alabama chapter of Gamma Phi built them a new house. $12 million. What? 40,000 square feet. Marble, columns, private chef in the kitchen. Like, it is luxe living. Not, not college like we know college. Like, you're... Living off ramen and like sucking dick for baloney. <laughs> Not what these girls are doing. <laughs> like, it's absurd. It's absolutely insane. Um, so now, because like there's different chapters right. of like these sororities at different schools, they're all now like battling each other. So Texas is like Texas chapter of Zeta has now entered the chat and they're all doing these TikTok dances and shit like online and like step up style battling each other. What? Like all in good fun and whatever, bonds of sisterhood, but like battling each other. It's a whole fucking thing. I, if you're going to go down a rabbit hole and you want to reconnect with your youth and feel young and fun again, I have to say watching these TikToks has given me such a thrill. It's amazing. This feels like a rabbit hole I should go down. Oh, God, the outfits, they're so cute. Because, like, some of the themes are, like, the golden years. They're all dressed in gold. And they have, like, sparkles and sequins and crowns. And, like, 
and they all they're all stunning like they're 20 um and it's just so much fun if you are going to go down a tiktok rabbit hole go down the bama rush tiktok hole that's what i'm gonna do it's after so this fun. after we're done here it is so much fun i love it i'm living i'm living, living vicariously in your imagination you're living in bama in oh the marble God. you're rolling in the marble I'm just rolling around the floor just oh like the pools they all have these how do you like leave college after that and then be like let me that's just go to like move to new york city to my studio apartment in the upper west side that's what i said i'm like how for three grand a month how do you go from that to that it's like i'm gonna go now like get like some bullshit apartment in some city with and work a job what like that's not how this is supposed to work like oh it you should seriously look at some of the real estate go down the i didn't really like i thought they were all like old homes that have been like old like been in the chapters for like decades hundreds of years or something i didn't realize that every single house at Alabama, like all of the like upper tier, like and there's tiers of sororities. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. But like all of the upper tier, stunning. No, I always knew they were stunning. 10, 15, 20 million dollar houses. But like, what? Yeah, shit. Where does all that money come from? I guess your dues. Dues, parents. Like it's a very like old row type of thing. Like your parent, like maybe. Your mom went to this sorority, and now she's married to your dad, who owns a bunch of fucking Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know. Oh, it's but a like, bunch of Dunkin' Donuts. All of these girls seem to have, like, insane amounts of money, because you have to pay right. to live there. It's right. It's not right. you can take out student loans for, like, you're paying cash. Like, your parents need to put down a credit card, or you do, or whatever. And now a lot of these girls who live there are actual influencers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they don't even have to do anything. I don't know what the arrangement is, but it's fucking insanity. And I'm like, it's it's like Legally Blonde. Like when she, Elle, yeah. Elle is in the sorority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like that. And I'm like, I didn't think this was real. It's 100% real. I've seen like pictures of people who have like visited friends down there and whatever, but wow, it's expensive. How much is it? So like on a quick, quick Google, mm-hmm. I think this says... Anywhere from like seventy five hundred to ninety five hundred dollars a semester. It includes like your room, your chapter meal plan, local chapter fees, just fees. I know that there is a governing body. I believe it's called the Panhellenic. That's what it says, Alabama Panhellenic Association. Oh, so that's real. That's 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 actual numbers. Yeah, University of Alabama. New member fees per semester is forty one hundred to five grand. And then new members join the chapter of the full service kitchen will automatically have their university meal plan reduced to the sorority alternative meal plan. And then so wait, living can you in- roll this into your student loans? I'm sure, yeah, because living in-house fees per semester average is 7500 7, high is ninety five hundred. Excuse me. And then if you live outside of the house, it's Thirty six hundred to forty six hundred. Oh, so that's an option. You can belong to the sorority and but not live in the house. There. I didn't know that. That's a new piece of the puzzle. But holy moly, it's absurd. Yeah, it's. But I'm just like, I would do this on if top I, of like the what probably eighty grand a year it yeah, costs to go to this school. Now. I need to know what happens to these women after, like yes. or ladies or young young women. I follow a bunch of them now, oh. and I, I'm gonna like they report did, back. They're influencers, influencers. They get like they go for like their Mrs. degree. I mean, I know that's not like very non-feminist of me. What do but, you mean yeah. Mrs. degree? Just like a degree in like psychology. What do you mean a Mrs. degree? Mrs. Mrs. M R S. Period. Yeah. What does that mean? You go to college not to get a degree in anything. You go to college to find a husband. Oh, you've never heard this I've before. I've never heard that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't think it. Like, I mean, it is a thing. Like, it's you go. Yeah, you thing, go. Especially at an SEC school, you're like, let's get the NFL money. Yeah. You go for your Mrs. degree. Some people go for nursing. Some people go for health sciences. Some people go for criminal justice. Other people go for their MRS. 
I've never heard that in my whole life. Oh my god, yeah, their missus degree. So maybe that's what these bitches are doing. They're going to get their missus degree. Maybe. And I love that for them. You do? Sure. If that's I mean, I guess, like, do. you know what? Hey, if they're living the life and these girls are probably riding around in their Lamborghinis because they're influencers and only fans, and I you know I sincerely hope. I really do. I am going to go into this course of study that I'm about to embark on, these uh, Alabama girls, believing that they are actually living their best life. There's I mean, no darkness here. They're just these floozies hanging around the sorority house, just hobnobbing with all of these like... The drunken hose D1, bags. The drunken hose bags, but like hobnobbing with D1 athletes who are all going to treat them right and who are all going to be like model husbands and fathers and that's that's where i'm staying yeah all that's right that's where i'm staying i need to believe that this is a good thing and that's what i'm gonna do all right i love this for them i'm so excited like look at this look at this picture tell me that's not pure joy wow i expect them all in white but oh there's, there's a, a lot of white there's a lot of white i am assuming all right so fast forward for them okay so they're probably in a prime 18 yeah. Years old. So fast forward, they're 10 years. Them. 10 years. They're still... Yeah. They're like... Now they're married. Maybe they're, now they've like traveled the world. Yeah. They've probably like stayed yeah. in Capri. They probably got like a fucking villa. I love it. You love it for them. You're love still on them. board. 100%. Okay. So what would your advice be? To these, these, yeah, to these, these hoochies, yeah, when they decide, like, okay, get your education, (laughs) no, No. have a fallback plan, no, like, they're, they're ready now, they're, like, they're settled down, they've got, they've got, they're happily married, they've got their, like, house or villa, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all the, and all the continents, yep, and multiple passports, yep, and they're gonna have a baby, what would my advice to them be? Yeah. What would you tell these these girls who have like lived the this lap is of first luxury? Time babies are like going from one to two or just like Maybe for one of them, maybe for them, tell me what you would tell them as a first time mom. As a first time mom, I would say do some mental prep and condition yourself to know that you have everything that baby needs. You're not going to hurt your baby. The crying is going to stop eventually. It is darkest before the dawn, and it gets better. Always gets better. It always gets better. There are so many deep, dark, just tough, tough moments, especially as a new mom in those early days of having a newborn. You need to mentally prepare yourself for that. It's really hard. People... Good, don't go on social media. People like to make it seem like, oh, yeah, no. My nipples definitely aren't cracked. No, no, I'm good. I'm not bleeding out of my out of my areolas right now. It's fine. Everything is wonderful. Do you see little Tr- Trina Tinsley in her fucking bow? That's what she would be called. The bow? Because the bigger the bow. The bigger the... the... Oh. oh. No. <laughs> it's gonna, there's going to be something like... No. No, it's like... The closer to Jesus. Yeah, the big, the higher the bow, the closer to God. Yeah. That's what we're going to go with on this podcast. Yeah. But you just, you really do have to know. And this goes for new moms in general. Are we yeah. doing new moms yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, honestly, little Kylan or Trina Tinsley or Mary Kaysley or whoever the fuck, please know that it is so difficult in the beginning. Things always get better. It is darkest before the dawn. You don't know where this road is going, especially if it's your first. Right. You're kind of just in the trenches believing that you're doing something wrong. You're not doing anything wrong. I think it's hard, too, because, like, you know, like, you have all these, if you do prep classes or, you know, baby prep classes, breastfeeding classes, whatever, like, learning how to swaddle a baby, change a baby's diaper, and then you take the baby home and, like, all of that shit goes out the window. Yeah, you don't, your, your brain fully short circuits. You I had a career. Yeah, you knew. I had a career. My you're, my life. If you're not the was most babies person, there's no hope for the rest of us. And I took the first home, and I remember my husband saying, "It looks like you have never changed a diaper in your life." He would cry, and I would stall. 
and then I would I'd be like changing his diaper sobbing with him and but you know it was you know it was much easier the second time around but that's not where we're at right now but it was just it like rattles your soul and I remember thinking like why didn't anybody tell me it was going to be this hard I had by the time I had my first a lot of my friends had one two some even had three kids at that point by the time you had your first yeah and I was like how come nobody gave me like a little heads up like a quick not a quick book like um, a one sheet yeah uh cliff notes version of like hey shit's gonna be hard there's gonna be really hard moments they're gonna suck horribly and but at the end of the day we all leave the hospital in diapers Kate Middleton, she looked Incredible. leaving after six hours. She was still wearing she mesh was underwear. One hundred percent, profusely bleeding out of her vagina. Yeah. You know why? Underneath that blue dress. Because she just gave fucking birth to a human being. Yeah. A human being just exited her body. Right. There is no amount of money, prestige, notoriety that can change. The fundamental truths of giving birth and everything that follows thereafter. Yeah. Everybody deals with the same shit. I don't care who you are. Are some of us more uh, well-off than others and can afford the Kensington family staff palace nannies? Fleet of nannies? Yes, they can. But you're still, even 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 if you have like round-the-clock care, you're still dealing with you. Yeah. You're still dealing with your postpartum journey. It's like a whole, it's a whole transformation. It's a whole transformation. And nobody can prepare you for that moment where you go from like pregnant to mom. And it happens so quickly. It's literally one second to the next. And I feel like it's hard because your transition goes so, like happens instantaneously. Mm -hmm. And for some people that transformation happens like once you find out you're pregnant, you get that positive pregnancy. And and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, I think... For the partner, whether your partner is male or female, the partner not carrying the baby, the transformation is different. It's delayed. It's slower. Yeah. They, they, some people can have as difficult a transition, but they're like, they're the emotions, the hormones, the hormones and like, yeah, the child, it's different, it's exterior to them. Yeah. Like having, growing a baby for nine months and then giving birth to it is the most like intimate experience. It is your, this child was born in like from your body, like you made it. There's no way to replicate that. You can't explain it to anybody, least of all your fucking husband who is snoozing away at 3 a.m. while you're up feeding the fucking baby and waking up in the morning saying, fuck you and your worthless nipples. I hate you. You never knew you could be so aggravated at somebody who's sleeping. Oh, my God. Who's laying there literally doing nothing. Nothing. But that's that's the the problem. That's the fucking problem. Get up. Even just act involved. Act involved. And if you're not going to get up, do you have paternity leave? You're, you're on day duty. Yeah. I have you're to get to my, my husband was really great with yeah. both my leaves. He got it like I would feed our son and then he would take him and like rock him and console him back to sleep. Yeah. He needed a lot of that. Yeah. A daughter, she was easier. And yeah. so like I actually did let him sleep because there was no actual point when you for with both of first, you to was, be. No. She was. I will say she was an easy baby. And I think that. Um, like, especially at night, like there was no reason. I was like, why am I going to get this asshole up? But then there there's no times, point. Like, I'm breastfeeding in the middle and I'm like, this fucking hurts so bad. And he'd be like, it's okay. It's okay. There, but for like, you know, there's no point in both of you being exhausted. Yes, so I, I totally agree. get like, then give, give them a, give them a job. So give yeah. them day duty. And so like, that's what after our second, like he would get up with our son and he would take him downstairs and then yeah. I would get to like get that good stretch of like morning sleep morning which sleep. gives you it makes all the difference huge amount so dads if you're listening you just had a baby your wife is preparing to give birth for the love of fucking Christ just take the baby early morning like when you get up you have that paternity leave you're on that that good good company pay just get up in the morning take the baby 
go downstairs, give your wife like a few hours because she has been up all fucking night. Like even like two or three hours is like just, that first like chunk. two to three hour stretch that you ever get. Oh. That's like solid sleep, and you wake up and you're like, <gasps> oh my god! Like, but it's like cold water on you. Yeah, oh, but it does feel terrifying, but game changing. So oh yeah. God. Oh my god, I'm a human. I'm yeah. A human being again. Yeah. Yep. Makes all the difference. One hundred percent. Yeah. So what would you say, I guess there's, there's a lot of things I think between going between your, when you're a first time mom or even like second, third, fourth, whatever, Mm -hmm. do you feel like the, the advice changes? So does the advice change? Um, no, I think, well, one thing that definitely changes is that the more kids you have, the more you should lean into convenience and help. Yeah, for sure. Are you in a place where you can order groceries to your house? Mm-hmm. Are you somewhere where like takeout delivery is convenient? Can you hire a cleaning service for however long just to get you through? Fuck the laundry. Just let it pile up. Like who cares? Or you have the person who yourself t- more grace or have the person who texts you or sends you yeah. a message or calls you and say like, Oh, how are you? How are the baby? How, how is the baby of the babies? And you say, and they always go, oh, like, how can I help? Like, just let me know how I can help. If you don't want them to, like, nobody wants you to come and, like, really hold the baby. I feel yes, like, no, like as the mom, you're like, I want to hold my baby. What yeah. I would. I want you to do the laundry. I want you to do the laundry. I want you to cook for me. I want you to clean for me. Yeah. I want you to take my older children outside on a walk yeah. out of my hair. Yep. yep. Take, let me just do one-on-one time. Take the peoples. Yep. Take the peoples. Take the, the peoples to, you, to your peoples. <laughs> these peoples to your peoples just get them the fuck away from me it's it, and it's so true and if you're on the giving end of this dynamic if you're the one asking what you can do for a new mom don't ask just do it say hey i'm sending some delicious lasagna to your house yeah you're welcome i'm sending someone over tomorrow to do the laundry um Whoever is going to come over the next day to mop your floors. That's what's happening. You're welcome. Don't open it. Don't like she hasn't. New mom has enough shit to do. She doesn't have to be like sitting in her head. Okay. What can I delegate to this person? I'm working this person. Yeah. Cause you're, you're just not there. You're just not you don't there. Know how. You're so foggy. You're so fucked up. You just, you don't have the actual capacity. No. To even tell people what you need. No. Sometimes you're like, I don't, I don't know what I need. I don't, and I don't want to make another decision. And I don't want to make another decision. And sometimes I don't know why the baby's crying. I just have to throw that in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because everybody is the mom. Everyone thinks the mom knows. How could, what can I do? I don't know why the baby's crying either. Oh, my God. And I, I, did this happen to you? Everyone has, like, the suggestion. No. Oh, I think that they're hungry. No, they're not hungry. They've literally been on my tit for 45 minutes. They're just pissed. I didn't, um... That, that I think I give bananas. off the impression that I don't want unsolicited advice. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. I like nipped that real quick in the beginning. I was like, I don't want to hear you. I, I would say, I don't want to hear your opinion. Thank you so much for having one. I said that to a few people, actually, those exact words. And um, I do it lo- worked. It did work. I do love my husband, but he, one thing he would do... That was slightly irritating. Um, was he always wanted to hash things out at like 3 a.m.? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, like, the the baby wouldn't settle. And there's, like, why do you think this is happening? Like, why do you think that he or she slept six hours last night and they, they woke up after two? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And, and I need you to shut the fuck up. And you know what I don't want to do right now? His talk about it <laughs> at 3 a.m. Why? Why is it a thing that talk happens? less, do more? I feel like that. Love even you so much. Now, like but... not even about kids, just about anything. It's like, uh, like the worst possible times to have. A I, it's probably payback because you know a decade ago when we were youngins in college, not Russian Bama status style, but I would be like head would hit the pillow, and then I'd be like, let's discuss world's peace. You'd be like, that's when I would like really bring out like what had been like eating my soul 
for probably days. Like in the middle of the night? Not in the middle of the night. No, like you're like settled like in. Pillow talk. <laughs> pillow talk. But like you're not really like your your eyes are closed. You're like nearly in REM. And that's <laughs> when I would want to have <laughs> the serious <laughs> shit. That's when I want to like sit down and hash it out. And he would say, can't we just like talk about this in the light of day? You're like, absolutely not. I can't go to bed with this weight on my soul. It's been weighing on my soul for three weeks. (laughs) You know? So that's probably payback for me. You know what? But anyways, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a guy thing. Like they need, like they're so fucked. Like especially when it comes to being new fathers. They don't know their ass from their elbow. They don't know what the fuck is going on. They're like this. I, I, I don't know. What do you think? You're, you're leading the show here. Do you have an idea? No. And the answer is no. Just so we're all clear on that. The answer is fucking no. We're all winging it. Everybody's winging it. winging it. And that's that on that. Yeah. Okay? No more questions. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. What do we got next week? Anything? Speaking of winging it, we're fucking winging it. Guys? Gals? Follow us on all social media. I'm going to be starting us a tickety talk because that's that's where I live now. That's my space. Content producer, Gina. Content creator extraordinaire. So if you see me on TikTok doing some weird fucking dances, dressing up like an Alabama cheerleader, mind your business. She's probably not there. She's probably in front of a blue screen or green screen, whatever the weathermen do. <laughs> whatever the screen. <laughs> Today in Tuscaloosa, we're expecting a tornado, but that ain't gonna stop. No, I was the, more saying the blue screen. You would it would look like you were in front of the I mansion. I was in Alabama, yeah. Oh, oh okay. But then you went weatherman. Well, yeah, I'm gonna be. I don't know. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I just want to be a part of the University of Alabama. Listen to me and my fucking accent. All right. Well, all right, guys, go follow follow us on social media. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see.